Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. Well, here we are again, part two with Philip Stoughton from Scoop. Um, thank you for being here again, Philip. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me back. Yay. <laughs> Glad to talk to you again for our Women in Electronics uh, podcast here. So we kind of ended our part one with um, talking about, you know, supply chain, talking about your podcast, and then ending talking about um, designing for disruption. I loved, you know, that you mentioned that. There's so many things that I want to kind of segue into off that conversation. But one of them, when we talk about design for disruption, I'm just going to get right into it with you, um, is, is innovation um, also. So if we look at our industry and we look at the talent base, um, we definitely need to encourage more diverse talent at that design mm. table, right, to get us um, in the innovation level that we need to, to serve the customer base. But what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I see innovation as being huge, and I think um, the whole pandemic's been a huge accelerant for innovation and digital transformation. I think there are some great startups out there doing some really interesting stuff, and actually creativity and innovation is what got us through. We had to really think on our feet and shift really, uh, really quickly, and um, I think many companies, most companies did that did that successfully and particularly those companies that are forward thinking and do have that diverse group within their within their organization organization i think the whole diversity um and particularly gender diversity thing is 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 really fascinating and it's kind of multi-layered um there's lots of nuanced benefits to having a a diverse um team and a diverse leadership but i think there's a few really really obvious ones one is we've got a massive talent shortage coming up you know people are using the term in the us the great resignation and i'm talking to ems companies and their staff are being poached and getting you know 10% more to go to go elsewhere some of it outside the industry which is uh, which is really okay. alarming and then secondly, from the whole design point of view, 50% of the world's consumers are, uh, are female. So just using male minds to design for those is like the, the dumbest thing you can imagine. So it's kind of two real fundamentals there that, that would be stupid to ignore. But I think more importantly, when I've interviewed people that are running EMS businesses, that are running um, design businesses, that are running service businesses, they they understand that they need that diversity of thought, that diversity of process. And, you know, we talked about my favorite podcast guests and the first two that came to mind without, without, without even thinking which show we're on were, were two women. Um, very, very good speakers, very thoughtful in the business. And I think just able to have a really strong vision of that, of that big picture um, and have that ability to, make that switch or perhaps have, have naturally made that switch from 
concern for the shareholder to concern for the stakeholder. And this, you know, the shareholder is included in those stakeholders, but they're not alone. Um, and I think maybe some of the women in the industry are, are better at doing that. I don't know. Um, so there are there are a whole bunch of reasons to um, to have a a diverse team. Some, as I say, super obvious, um, and some much more nuanced. So yeah, so we do a lot of research at Women in, Ele- in Electronics, and really, um, one of the pieces of data that I just love <laughs> that I, I, I talk about all the time is that relatives' return go up on average of nineteen percent when you mm-hmm. have gender parity at the decision-making team. That table that that is really unbelievable. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, we talk about shaving margins and doing all this, all these things that we do in the industry, but really, a diverse team is. Yeah. A, best way to get the financial results that you're mm. looking for. Now, changing the culture, um, creating a culture that allows for a diverse team, that's the hard part. Um, that's kind of part of where you come to as a marketing uh, company in the industry and having all this industry background, having the marketing background and, and, and creating the content for these organizations, mm. this is becoming a very critical area um, where we can start to promote the companies based on their values, based on um, their culture, yeah. so that more youth and talent can be attracted to that. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, you, you mentioned youth and talent. I think that's hugely important. You know, one of the I think one of the issues we've got if we're recruiting for a diverse management board, we have got an asymmetrical pool to recruit from. We've got many more men in the industry to recruit from. So we've got to, um, I think we've got to discriminate positively um, to make sure that we correct that. But the, the other reason to do that is you can only aspire to be something you can see. So if you can see women in leadership roles as a, as a young woman, you're going to see that as a career path that makes sense to you. You know, if you saw, if you see Rivathi at um, Flex, you see Alki at at, uh, Enix, people like that, people like um, Lynn having probably one of the most challenging jobs in the business at the moment and, and doing an awesome job of it. Um, I think then you think, okay, there's a career path that's 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 there for me, and that's that's something that I can I can pursue and I can have ambitions towards. I think what's also interesting is because we work in the M and A and investment sphere, it comes up very very early in conversations with respect to M and A activity, and particularly with respect to investment activity. You know, that whole ESG lineup needs to be considered very early on in an an investment. And a startup is going to be asked questions about their about their strategy with respect to all of those issues, particularly with respect to um, diversity. So they need to get that right. But but I think, you know, one of the most fundamental things is is getting talent through. We need to recruit as much talent into the industry. It's a great industry to work in. It's exciting. It's got a even more exciting future. Um, and we need to attract at, you know, almost at the, the college lever level. And we need to show them that, that we are a diverse industry, that we are an attractive industry to be in. Um, and I think 
marketeers can help with that. We can help to tell that story. And we, when we're doing panels, when we're um, putting together uh, schedules for uh, interviews and events, we can we can try our hardest to reflect that. Incidentally, we've done that in the past with um, when we used to do the studios predominantly at uh, trade shows we'd have like maybe eight or ten panels through a three-day show and we've taken the positive step occasionally of uh, releasing those to um, a female-only audience first and to be honest we've really struggled to get to get people in those in those seats before we've opened it up to um to the male audience so we just you know we just need to build some momentum and some confidence there and it's you know, we know it's not going to happen overnight, but as long as it's improving, which it is, and I think, you know, we're going in the right direction. Well, that's a, you know, a really good point. And, and as far as um, I love what you said about discriminating positively, because, um, you know, we have our vice president, Monica Heifel, um, she used to work at Kemet, um, and she would, her hiring practice was always to push back on HR. So she would go out for a job wreck and um, she would say that most of the time it was a, all male candidates that would come back and she would push back with HR and say, I will look at all the recs. I will look at all the candidates as soon as I see a diverse pool mm. of talent. So they'd have to dig deeper and it would take a little more time. But she would say, as soon as I have 50-50, male and female, I'll look at all those candidates and make the best decision of who's the best person, but not until I have the parity. And yeah. so it took longer, but she always ended up getting the parity. And, and, and she said, sometimes she would hire a man and sometimes it was a woman. It was the best of that pool, yeah. um, but she would push back. So I would say that that's a good message for a lot of organizations that yeah. don't just give up. It's the easy way to say here, we only have this. You have to dig, you yeah. have to dig to find them, but you yeah. can find them. Yeah. And I think that's, I, you know, I think that's absolutely essential. I think you do need to, you do need to do the extra work. And if we do the extra work now, we'll find ourselves, you know, maybe in, maybe in 10 years time, I don't know how long it'll take, obviously the sooner the better, where we do have that, you know, that parity in the, in the recruitment pool, when it comes to jobs, when it comes to, you know, getting panelists for a, for a show, you know, when I first started doing shows, maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago when we started doing video panel shows, I found it was more, that was more and more the case. And most of the women that were coming on the shows were from um, marketing roles or sales roles. Um, whereas I think in that time, we've seen more and more engineers come right. through, more and more engineering management, more and more senior leadership, um, more and more people involved in the strategy of the business Um coming through that are female and i think that's just added so much so much value uh to the industry and just allows us to look out with a much broader horizon than we perhaps had in the past yes and i think to touch back on what you said women have to be able to see maybe mm. another woman in a leadership position and i think i had told you before that that lynn terrell was that person for me uh when i was at uh, an executive conference and i had always attended um the executive conferences and i saw some women there but it was mostly it felt like me and all the guys i didn't really have a lot of female colleagues i was connecting with at these uh conferences and lynn terrell spoke one time 
And I remember just being stunned. I, I, it hadn't even dawned on me that I hadn't heard a female speaker at one of those mm. events. And she did amazing. And she's so eloquent and she did fabulous. And I remember I went up just the first time I met her. And I went up to her later. I was like, oh, my goodness, I have to talk to you. Thank you. Like, I, I, and it resonated in me um, yeah. that she was up there. And I just had never realized what I was missing. Right. Yeah. And so I, I agree so much with what you're saying, that once yeah. you women do see somebody in those CEO positions, in those leading positions, um, could just a director position, whatever it is, yeah. they just. It encourages you to go there. So I really yeah, like so that. Much. And even leading the country. So I think it was and this week that, the that Biden Biden had surgery. So he was uh, under anesthetic for a few hours and Kamala oh. Harris was <laughs> acting president. How perfect is that? You know, we want, we, we want more of that. So, yeah, and I think that's but I think that's so, you know, that's that again, that's encouraging aspirationally. If you can see women in those important roles, I think it, it it makes a big difference. It really does. And I do believe, I think the message too is that, you know, here in the U.S., we're very charged um, and we're not a political organization whatsoever, women electronics, but we, um, we try to unite more than divide. And, mm. and I really hope that this issue of women in leadership and, and diversity and all these issues we're talking about can be a uniting factor for people to put whatever differences aside in so many different areas just to come together and recognize what's the best practice moving forward, right? Yeah. Always that's the goal is and in any time, you know, you mentioned ESG, super critical right now because um, you mentioned mergers and acquisitions. I mean, you're not it, all the data shows that the more diverse teams, the better returns. And so yeah. people are looking at this with, um, w with that. So it's, it's just so critical. So with that, so here we are women in electronics. We're now uh, five or six years in now and um, starting to make our way um, always wanting to scoop everybody up um, in unity moving forward. But from your perspective, so you're interviewing people all across the industry. You have a marketing company. You have industry background. Where is where do you see we fit women in electronics? What what do you what's your advice to me? Um, being the CEO of Women Electronics, somebody in your position, how do you see this organization? Well, you know, it's interesting, Jackie. When I first reached out to you, it was it was partly because I, you know, because I loved the work you were doing, and I was I was really interested in that. But but from my my own end, the the idea that when I'm putting together a strategy for an event or for shows um, or for anything, and I can reach out to someone like yourself and say, "Hey, how do I how do I tap into more more female?" Um, potential for this particular event or for this particular activity. I think that's hugely valuable. So just being that that resource that maybe maybe is able to say, hey, Phil, if you want to get panelists on, on this particular topic, here are a few names. Or just to say, this is how you do it. Because, you know, just learning how to get that right. And the word that you used, which was the aha moment on this for me was persistence. You know, it's, it's just very tempting to say, okay, well, we, we offered, we offered this to a female group first, they didn't accept. So we opened it up and we're now 80% male on these panels. Um, that, 
that isn't good enough. I, and I realized that. So it's that persistence to say, okay, well, let's do another round. Let's reach out to, to people like Jackie and say, hey, how can you help us fill these panels? Let's reach out to people like Lynn and say, you know, you're connected to a lot of people in the industry. How do we make sure we've got diversity in from a design point of view, from, you know, not just from a supply chain point of view, from an engineering point of view, a digital transformation point of view, even a software point of view, um, you know, the various different areas. So I think all of the groups like yourselves, like Girls Who Code, all those different mm-hmm. groups have, have got huge value to bring. And I kind of rely on you just to keep tapping everybody on the shoulder and say, hey, you need to keep doing this. You need to be persistent. You need to keep working on this. But also this is how you do it. You know, it's not just like, hey, you know, shaking your finger at people saying you're not doing it right. It's how do you do it right? How can I help? And I think the, you know, things like mentorship programs, things like your show shining a light on on talent and the success that people have, that they're all great examples to managers who are recruiting but also to young people in the industry so i think you you know you're adding you're adding huge value there um but i think for me that that kind of support role that partnership role that you have for for other organizations you know for organizations that are diverse like organizations in you know the component industry and the manufacturing industry distribution all those different associations ipc semi all of those they just need a little bit of help on the on the diversity side because that's not their specialism and you can do that so i think that's really valuable well, that's awesome. So FYI, we do have a DEI council we just formed, and I'm so excited about that because you mentioned people just need a roadmap. They just need mm. some best practices. They need a little foundation, a little help. So we're here to help with that, provide like a toolbox and some pitfalls to avoid and things like that. So yes, we'd love to be that um you know, support in the industry. But one more question. I know we're coming to time. We're going to go slightly over, but I have one more question that I want to ask you. So you're pretty evolved in the sense of you're, um, you know, open to diversity inclusion. You're not, you're not uh, threatened in any way to work with women or diverse talent, but what is it that we can do for men to understand that they're part of this equation too. So here we're women in electronics because we we have so far to go. We only have about 6% women in leadership positions in the industry. So we got a long way to go. But um, how do we get men to the table to this uh, conversation? So you're one of those people who just shows up at the table. How do we get more men like you involved, Philip? Well, I think when we look at, when we look at, you know, if you, if you put someone that is maybe, and, you know, it's not just male, it's gray, male and stale and pale that is the problem. We need we need diversity in race. We need diversity in age. We need all these things. And some of it changes kind of by generation. So I think that's, um, you know, that that kind of happens naturally. But if you think of someone that's maybe in the industry that that hasn't seen the light, you put some, you know, that's that's in a leadership role. You put someone like that on a panel with someone wicked smart like like Lynn Terrell or or Alka Eckstein or or any of those people, surely there's going to be an aha moment. Surely they're going to to understand that. 
And I think it's, again, it's using those channels that, that we have to market. So the podcasts, the work I do writing for Forbes, I write for Entrepreneur Magazine, I write for Fast Company, um, you know, kind of constantly raising that, raising that issue there. So people are, are, are aware of it and understand even just those basics of if you embrace diversity, your bottom line will improve. That's really simple. If you embrace diversity, your business is going to have more rele relevance and more longevity. You know, if you embrace diversity, you're going to reflect the culture of the of the market you're selling into. It seems really obvious to those of us, it seems obvious to, but maybe there are you know, a lot of people that, that are in the dark on those issues. And I think it falls to us as, as journalists that work in the industry to, to constantly be aware of that and constantly highlight that. Well, thank you for the work you're doing. I appreciate that very much. And I'm so unfortunate we're out of time, but it has been so lovely to spend this time and chat with you. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, no, it's been an absolute pleasure, Jackie, and we always have a good time when we chat. Thank you for being on on my show a couple of months ago, and thank you so much for turning the tables and, and letting me be a guest rather than a host for a change. Really appreciate it. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, thank you for being here. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.